Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pod for the Planet. Charles here. First, I want to say thank you to all of you that have been listening over the past few months. Your support has been amazing, and I'm super excited to continue to share this work with you all. If you haven't yet, please go check out our Instagram and Twitter accounts that Abby's been running at Pod for the Planet. That's Pod, the number four, the planet. Also, if you haven't yet, please drop a comment and give us a rating below. That is the surefire best way to help us get recognized by more listeners. And of course, as always, subscribe to get more of the wild conversations that we have. Now, please enjoy this extra bonus episode and keep on the lookout for new episodes dropping throughout the fall. Thanks. The door's open. You can come on inside. Framel, long time no see. How have you been? I'm doing great. You know, just unpacking for my trip from China, you know. Uh, have a seat. You want some tea? I've got some hot water going on right now. Yeah, of course. Sure thing. It's good to see you after all this time, Raquel. What you been up to? How's life treating you? Oh, shut up, man. You've been in China for 10 weeks. I want to know what's new with you. I want to know about all your adventures in China. All right, all right. But you have to promise to tell me how that date with Ronaldo went afterwards. You haven't spoken about it even before I left for China. Okay, fine, I'll spill. So, what have you learned in your time in China? Well, I've learned a lot about tobacco. Tobacco? Yeah, man, shit's wild. There's just so much. The amount of pesticides that go into growing tobacco is out of this world. The pollution and environmental degradation that goes with it, the health consequences of the farmer, the government, the smoking culture, the- You know, Ramblin doesn't really help with telling the story. <sighs> okay, yeah, you're right. It's just, where do I start? Here's your tea, by the way. It's kind of hot, so try not to burn yourself. China is the world's largest producer and consumer of tobacco. An astounding 44% of the world's cigarettes are smoked in China, with tobacco-related deaths at an all-time high, claiming over 1 million lives a year. About one in every three cigarettes smoked in the world is smoked in China. In 2009, nearly 2.3 trillion cigarettes were consumed, which is more than the combined tobacco consumption of Japan, Russia, Indonesia, and the United States. These are huge numbers, and despite the growing awareness of the negative impacts of smoking and tobacco use around the world, the amount of tobacco use in China continues to grow rapidly. Dr. Bernard Schwarzlander, a World Health Organization representative in China, states that, if nothing is done to reduce these numbers and introduce more progressive policies, the consequences could be devastating not just for the health of people across the country, but also for China's economy as a whole. The rapid increase in costs associated with tobacco use in China is unsustainable. Now, we all know that tobacco use is bad for us. How it causes respiratory problems such as asthma and is responsible for the increased chances of numerous types of cancers. But what about the producers, the tobacco farmers? and the environment. 
How does this one cash crop that originated from the other side of the world become such a major influence on Chinese economics and culture? Is tobacco as harmful if not even more towards the producer and the environment than the consumer? To investigate these questions, my journey started in Xizhou, Yunnan province, the largest tobacco producing province in all of China. I hate biking. I'd rather be skateboarding, but the roads in Xizhou aren't exactly friendly towards skateboards. As my translator Alex Nickley and I biked along the main road of Xizhou, we noticed how vast the tobacco fields extended through the small village. We saw thousands of strips of blue tape sticking out of the fields, which was used to distinguish tobacco and capture pests. We decided to bike through the bumpy terrain in the tobacco field until we found two tobacco farmers, a husband and wife, who did not want to disclose their names or wish to be recorded. They have been working on their tobacco fields for about four years, which was given to them by the government for the purpose of growing tobacco. We watched as they applied a bubbly vat of fertilizer on their crops. According to them, half of their fields are experiencing a deficiency of nutrients in the soil and do not know why. Chinese agriculture has become more reliant on fertilizers despite the risks of pollution and food safety that come when using these chemicals. Alongside overuse, there's misuse, which lowers uptake rates. A survey by agricultural authorities in Henan found that only one-third of the three million tons of fertilizer used in the province was actually absorbed by crops. The excess fertilizers are then carried into rivers and other nearby bodies of water that result in eutrophication, which is the process where too much nutrient and water causes excessive plant growth which starves fish of oxygen. I wondered if these tobacco farmers that we were talking to were aware of the negative implications that their fertilizer use has on the land. Although we did not ask since it was pretty evident that they wanted to end the conversation and continue their work quickly. This recording was from a representative from PEAK, which stands for Pesticide Eco Alternative Center, speaking about the misuses of pesticides and how many farmers are exposed to these dangerous chemicals daily. Pesticides are also a major element in agriculture that causes environmental degradation and negative health implications. China is the number one consumer of pesticides, where over 3 billion pounds are applied every year. 
Experts suggest that China's current use surpasses safe levels and is contributing to environmental pollution and human health problems. The country practices year-round planting and harvesting, which has increased pesticide use and soil contamination. The contaminated soil must be treated with increased fertilizers, which creates this never-ending cycle of agricultural additives. Excessive use of pesticides leads to runoff into waterways. For many decades, river pollution was mainly due to industrial activities. However, according to the China Pollution Source Census done in 2010, agriculture is now a bigger source of water contamination in China than factories. Once again, I'm on the hunt to talk to more tobacco farmers on my shitty bike while my translator Dr. Leo Shia is laughing at me as she rides next to me on her luxurious e-bike. We found another couple who work in a tobacco farm who have been planting tobacco for over 10 years. When we started conversing with them, they were in the middle of applying pesticides to their crops. So total four months from little sprouts to they can harvest and for each season they have to apply two about two times the fertilizer sometimes three times fertilizer and then for pesticide is once a week. We also asked if they go for regular doctor checkups, which is a rarity for many farmers since they cannot afford them. They never do any body check. go to the doctors? No. Here, you never go to the doctors unless you were sick. When I learned this, I couldn't believe that. Ah! Raquel, I told you that the tea was hot. Yeah, no shit. But how can these farmers live like this? It's inhumane to have them work with these chemicals that can hurt them and the environment. That's the thing, they have tried. For example, China banned the sale and use of the pesticide methamidophos since January 2007 which was linked to sickening 10 people in Chiba, but farmers in remote rural areas still spray it on their crops. They still use it because it's cheap and effective. Okay, but pesticide and fertilizer use is common in all crops, not just tobacco. What makes tobacco more damaging besides, you know, cancer? I guess you can say the demand for tobacco is just such a huge pressure on tobacco farmers, especially when the government makes so much money from tobacco. The Chinese government actually runs the world's biggest tobacco company and is intimately involved at every level of the tobacco industry. The industry in China is run by the Tobacco Monopoly Administration, a central government administrative body created in the 1980s. A 2005 investigation by a Chinese paper, the Economic Times, estimated the average income among tobacco farmers Hangta district to be just a quarter of the average annual agricultural income, well below the poverty line. Despite this, many farmers choose to grow tobacco since there's a guaranteed buyer, the state. They also receive subsidies in the form of free or cheap fertilizer. Tobacco farmer Huang Mei describes how it works in her village. The village committee holds a meeting. If you want to grow tobacco, then you tell village officials how much land you will use. 
and you get cheap fertilizer. They also teach you how to grow tobacco. Last year, there was a drought, and the government gave us water. If we were growing vegetables, we wouldn't have such treatment. That's so messed up. Why does the government give so much money and support to growing tobacco when they can do so for farmers growing produce and raising animals for food? I mean, they're responsible for growing food for 20% of the world's population. Yeah, I completely understand. Tobacco is also responsible for providing Beijing's biggest single source of tax revenue. Tobacco makes China a lot of money, but along with the health and environmental consequences, tobacco is currently not sustainable. So, what do you think we can do, like, as individuals, to help minimize the tobacco epidemic in China? Well, other than educating the masses, especially the younger generation, I really don't know. I mean, tobacco use is so ingrained in Chinese culture. There's a tobacco museum in Yanxi, China, that has a wall of fame of celebrities like Winston Churchill and Van Gogh smoking. There's also old propaganda saying how smoking makes you healthy, but throughout the museum there isn't any points made about smoking being bad for your health. I think it's also kind of difficult to question how a country uses their land for agricultural purposes. Yeah, tobacco has negative consequences for people, but it's also a part of their culture. Just how there is so much land dedicated to growing tea. They don't necessarily need tea to survive, but it's a part of their culture. So much that it affects their country economically as well. I learned a lot about tea too, actually. There are like four presentations on tea in the School of the Environment. Obviously, I learned more in China than just tobacco, but I'll get to my other adventures after this cup of tea. In the meantime, though, so that date with Ronaldo. Okay, okay, so here it is. He's an asshole. I mean, he knows I'm lactose intolerant and thought that going out for ice cream was a good idea. And before we even met inside the ice cream shop, he was already talking about how I would have to pay for my own ice cream. Like, who does that? And don't get me started on his manners and the way he chews with his mouth open. Ugh.